0: What? Going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today it is just me, and I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Some funny things about the Warriors. We all saw what happened last night with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Jaden McDaniels, Rudy Gobert, just an absolute scuffle. Uh, within like the first two minutes of the game. So, we're definitely gonna get to that. First off, I do want to apologize. I've been kind of lacking with the episodes recently. Life has just been so so busy and haven't had a whole lot of time to be putting out episodes consistently, so it's been a couple weeks but here i am i'm back i'm here to talk to you guys about all these different things that i got here on the agenda and it's been getting pretty interesting the sports world has been getting super fun um with the warriors going and now the niners and obviously nfl and nba are in full swing so it's been good stuff recently so we're gonna hop right into this and the first thing that we are gonna cover is draymond green last night and if draymond green was in the wrong so if you didn't watch the game or you haven't seen it yet within like the first two minutes of the game nobody in the game has, had even scored yet so it was pretty instant clay thompson and Jaden mcdaniels got into it and then they started yank they were like yanking each other and it just got pretty physical and clay's jersey got all ripped but as they were kind of together then everyone starts rushing into the mob Uh, rudy gobert comes in to the mix and he grabs clay and so then draymond comes in guns blazing and just absolutely takes out gobert with a with a headlock he just gets him into a headlock and just walks him out just 15 or so feet all the way out Um, and everybody is freaking out about it and everyone is saying draymond's in the wrong draymond you know It was too too aggressive. This is Draymond. Got to suspend him for a long time. So here's my take on it. People need to relax. Draymond Green did what he he should have done. Draymond Green did what he should have done. He defended Klay Thompson. Rudy Gobert was in that pile. Rudy Gobert was in that mess and he grabbed Klay Thompson by the neck. Go watch the video if you don't think that happened because it literally happened. He grabbed Clay Thompson by the neck and then Draymond said, "Get off my guy." Walked in there and grabbed Rudy Gobert by the got him in a headlock. He got Rudy Gobert in a headlock and walked him out of the mess. I mean, what is wrong with that? Was it a little bit excessive? Maybe. But don't grab Clay. If you're going to go in there Rudy and you're going to you're going to break up the fight, you don't go and grab Clay by the neck. You grab your own teammate and yank him out of there. You don't grab Clay Thompson by the neck. So, Draymond Green said, All right, I'll take it into my own hands. Went out there, grabbed Rudy Gobert, got him into a headlock, and walked him out. Choked him a little bit. Sorry, Rudy, what are you doing? Everyone needs to relax. This is being blown out of proportion like crazy. I see so many people freaking out about this. So many people on Twitter, on social media. Everyone is freaking out. Oh my gosh, look at Draymond. He's so crazy. He's so dirty everyone needs to relax. Okay. I'm fully expecting a Draymond suspension of, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm expecting four or five games. I wouldn't be shocked if it was more, I'd be honestly a little surprised if it was less because the, everyone hates Draymond, the the league hates Draymond. So I wouldn't be shocked if it was like 10 games or something, but realistically, I think it's going to be like four or five, but my pro and and honestly like if you want to suspend him for a game i I still don't think there was much going but like i can kind of understand the suspension for a game just because yeah obviously it was a little a little bit excessive getting him in a headlock but i don't think there was really much wrong with it but but this is my problem is rudy gobert's gonna get nothing sure what did did rudy gobert do something as bad as what draymond did no because he grabbed clay for a second and then draymond came in with you know firing firing away but Rudy Gobert grabbed a hold of Clay's neck. And people like are blatantly ignoring that for some reason. And I don't know why. He totally grabbed his neck. So everyone's ignoring that. Obviously, Rudy Gobert's not gonna get suspended. Um, I may be expecting Clay and McDaniels to get a game, which would be dumb. Klay should not have been ejected last night. That's a whole other thing. There was no reason for Klay Thompson to be ejected last night. Again, I could understand if he wanted to eject Draymond because it was more aggressive. Sure, but Clay Thompson should have been in the game. That, that was ridiculous to me. But overall, my take on this whole Draymond Green situation is that no, he was not in the wrong. People need to relax. All right, Rudy Gobert grabbed Klay Thompson. If Draymond Green just randomly grabbed Rudy Gobert and got him in a headlock, then yeah, that's excessive and Draymond Green would be in the wrong. But he didn't. There was a fight going on. Clay Thompson got grabbed in the neck by Rudy Gobert. So Draymond went in and, and got him in a headlock. Hey, Rudy, stop being so soft. Rudy Gobert is the softest NBA player in the league right now. It's honestly ridiculous. He's he's the one who cried. Isn't he the one? Yeah, he cried. Rudy Gobert cried when he didn't make the All-Star game. And he's like, oh, my Atlanta. Rudy Gobert, man, he... He is the strangest character in the NBA. And of course, he's talking it up. Listen, you need to relax. Everyone out there in the world, in the NBA world, needs to calm down. I see so many, what is Draymond doing? Um, uh, so I've seen so many Warrior fans freaking out about it. Why? Why are we freaking out? So, okay, so okay. There, there's this side of it too. They're freaking out about it because obviously it's affecting the team now. Because Draymond's obviously not, he wasn't in the game last night. We ended up losing, and he probably won't be in the next few games. So, okay, is it affecting the team? Sure. And and again, if, if Draymond had no, like, no warrant, no reason to do this, then I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Or, excuse me, if he had no reason to do that, I think it would be a way bigger deal. But he did have a reason. He was, it was almost pretty much justified. He walked in there and grabbed him by the headlock. He got him in a headlock and walked him out of the out of the melee. There was a reason he did it. So, Warrior fans need to calm down. I I'm not one of those fans who's going to be like, "Oh, we got to get we just we can't put up with Draymond anymore." Cuz I've said that. I've said things like that in the past where like not exactly that, but Yeah, Draymond recently has been causing more trouble than he's been bringing or than he's been like providing like good stuff, you know, Um, but you need Draymond. The Warriors so need Draymond. He makes the defense flow. He makes the offense flow. He's got the best chemistry with Steph Curry. Steph Curry and Draymond Green have arguably the greatest chemistry in the history of sports. I'm not even joking. That's a very valid statement. So it's like obvi- this team doesn't run without Draymond. This team doesn't win four championships without Draymond. This team needs Draymond right now. It would, it would destroy things. So if you want to go down the list of times that Draymond Green has been too extra for the Golden State Warriors, there's been times. But honestly, overall, a lot of it isn't completely his fault like we can go back we can like i can just think of a top a a few off the top of my head 2016 finals when he got suspended i mean that was just blatantly rigged for lebron's agenda for like you know the, the lebron narrative um yeah that was blatantly rigged for the lebron narrative so like that's a little different because like they were just completely out to get him but people think that that was a terrible that was like draymond being dirty (laughs) <laughs> My gosh, that's mind-boggling. Actually, people out there who tell me that that was dirty, actually, it's hard to really take them serious. Um, but yeah, twenty sixteen was obviously blatantly rigged. Uh, for LeBron's narrative to to ha- come back from three one and beat the seventy three and nine, it was so blatant. Um. But that was not bad. People act like that was bad. That was not all. LeBron, he was on the ground. LeBron stepped over him. Now, now think about if that was reverse. If LeBron was on the ground and Draymond stepped over him, Draymond's getting suspended. But since Draymond's on the ground and LeBron stepped over him, Draymond's still getting suspended. Yeah. Um. So th- it, that's just that's that's how it is with Draymond. There's that one punching Jordan pool was interesting. Right away, I was a little annoyed at Draymond. Um, I was like, dude, you you can't do that. And obviously, that probably ruined a little bit of chemistry. But I don't know if that was really ever going to work anyways. Jordan Poole I don't think was really going to work here and honestly with what I've seen from Jordan Poole he probably deserved it. He probably was saying some dumb stuff and he and, and Jordan Poole probably deserved it. Now I hear all those things on Twitter and like what Jordan Poole actually said and I don't believe any of those cuz those are just too crazy. And I don't think we'll ever find out what Jordan Poole said to lead Draymond to punch him. But I think that that was like probably pretty deserved. So anyways, there's that. Like, again, punching him in the face probably wasn't the best call. But if we were all there, we were probably I, if we were in Draymond's shoes, I this is just pure assumption. But I believe that it probably. It probably would have been justified anyways and then the Sabonis thing that was ridiculous Sabonis grabbed his leg and Draymond needed a place to land and he put his foot down and everyone started crying so that was clearly not Draymond's fault and then last night Rudy Gobert grabbed Klay Thompson and Draymond Green got him in a headlock you know what I'd make the argument the Warriors need more Draymond's they need more guys like that that'll show they got their teammates back more guys that'll fire up the team like that you need more guys like that I would I I would want more Draymond's on the team in that regard in that in that like aspect of who he is. Yeah, you need that. So everyone's freaking out. Draymond's gonna go. Draymond's destroying the Warriors. Draymond's so dirty. No, he's not. Stop it. Draymond is not dirty. That's the dumbest narrative in all of the NBA. Draymond Green is not a dirty player. People just like twist stuff. They hate him because he beats them every year in the NBA Finals. He's one of the greatest power ever. One of the one of the greatest defenders ever. He's one of the... Yeah, the, one of the greatest power forwards of all time. He beats every, he beats him every year. And that, that's why people don't like him. And, and because he's loud. And yeah, he gets loud sometimes. But oh my gosh, dude. Would you rather have someone loud like Draymond or someone who's crying like a f- little baby like LeBron all the time? So like, come on. It's the same thing here. People, It's just... It's the double standards. It's the narratives they want to push. So again draymond green he's fine he'll get suspended which sucks because that is something that hurts the team like i do wish he was able to control stuff a little bit more because sometimes it ends up coming back to hurt the team because he's not there again if draymond was there last night warriors would have won the game easily the warriors didn't have steph clay or draymond and they took it all the way to the final seconds i wasn't mad at that but you know i just um sorry i have to fix that um yeah i You know, I don't think that this whole Draymond thing, I think it's being blown way out of proportion, way out of proportion. People are freaking out way too much about it. It's not that big of a deal. He came in, backed up his teammate. Rudy Gobert's a little baby. He's all crying. He's like, this guy's a clown. Oh gosh, dude, Rudy Gobert, did you hear what he said after the game? He said, he said, I had a feeling before the game that Draymond was going to try and get himself ejected so he doesn't have to play without Steph. What kind of what is that what kind of take is that? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Draymond has played plenty of games without Steph Curry. Like I don't I could go see look at it. all of 20 like I don't understand that take at all. Draymond Green has played plenty of games without Steph Curry. I mean, it's just weird. Rudy Gobert's weird. Um so Draymond's in the right. People are out there crying, keep crying about it because Draymond beats you and because Draymond's probably better than you could probably lock up your favorite player I don't know if that's the reason people hate him but Draymond Green was not in the wrong last night he'll be suspended I fully expect him to get suspended for at least at least three games but I'm honestly expecting four or five because it was a headlock and he didn't really let go for a while but yeah Draymond Green was not in the wrong last night people need to calm down people need to relax please so there's that now let's since we're on the Warriors let's just talk about the Warriors and how they've been struggling pretty much big time they've been struggling big time and the biggest problem here is been the scoring the scoring has been the biggest problem for the Warriors um, outside of last night when they had no Steph clay or Draymond not one Warriors player not named Steph Curry hit 21 points the highest was Dario Saric, who had 21 games but no one got over 20 besides Steph Curry within the first was it 10 games nine games that's ridiculous. And that, that's a problem. And um, it, it got broke last night. The streak broke because uh, Pods got 23. If someone didn't get it last night with no Steph or Clay, that would have been ridiculous. But it got broke last night. Pods broke the streak. But it still shows that the Warriors need help. They need scoring help right now, especially. Clay Thompson, first off, first off, Klay Thompson is not washed. That is a bad take. Klay Thompson had a phenomenal year last year. He led the league in threes, shot 41%, kept the team afloat while Steph Curry was injured. Saying Klay Thompson was washed last year, that's the most like untrue narrative to push. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's just blatantly not true. I'm always up for a debate and an argument, but that's just blatantly incorrect. So I'm not even going to entertain anyone who says that. However, I will say that Clay Thompson this season so far has been pretty underwhelming. He hasn't been great. hasn't hit twenty points yet. The shot hasn't been terrible, but it just hasn't been there like Clay, Like we've seen Clay Thompson in the past. Defense has been eh, not not great, not bad. Uh, I still do think Clay Thompson has underrated defense, but overall, Clay's been a little underwhelming. And someone who's been ridiculously underwhelming is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has been awful. Andrew Wiggins has been completely terrible for the Golden State Warriors through the first, however, so games of the season. Um, He's been bad. He can't shoot the ball. His shots have been absolutely ridiculous. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken about Andrew Wiggins um, shooting percentage, yeah, he's shooting 15% from three, 39% from the field. Let's go through Andrew Wiggins games this season. Four of 10. This is from the field. Four of 10. Four of eight, six of ten, six of eleven. Not terrible. And then you get to three and nine. three, three for nine. What is that? Three three. Okay, sorry, Three of nine, two of nine, four of thirteen. six of twelve, not bad. Three and three of seven, four of fifteen. Not good. Threes, 1-of-3, 1-of-2, 0-of-1, 0-of-1, 1-of-2, 0-of-2, 0-of-3, 1-of-4, 0-of-2, 1-of-7 last night. And coming into the game with no Steph Curry, I was thinking this is actually going to be a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Expecting the Warriors to lose, no Steph Curry. He's been pretty much the only reason we've won games this season. But with no Steph Curry, it's, a, it's not a good thing in the regard that we're probably going to lose the game. However, I think it was a game where it was going to put a lot of pressure on, on Clay and Wiggs. And I think that could have happened if Clay wasn't in the game if Clay was actually in the game. Obviously he only played what two minutes, a minute and a half. Um, but I was expecting a game where maybe Clay feels the pressure. Like, man, I gotta perform. I gotta perform. There's no Steph. I've been kinda lacking this season. And puts the pressure on himself. We didn't get to see that. We need to see that. And honestly, Andrew Wiggins has been so bad, like I'm giving him one or two more games and then I'm going to start saying some things. I'm going to start I'm not going to say much yet. I'm giving him some time here. But I'll give him a couple more games, but if Andrew Wiggins can't clean it up, man, then we're going to have a bit of a problem. We're going to have a bit of a problem. So yeah. It's all I got to say about Andrew Wiggins. 15% from the from 3. 40 almost 40 percent from field goal range and 10 points per game terrible we need scoring but the one thing that i see a lot is this and that i don't like is the is the jordan pool like was that a mistake the answer to that is no jordan pool is not going to thrive here we don't need jordan pool here we need a score and we're all acting like jordan pool has been dropping 30 a game in washington Jordan Poole has cracked 20 points like twice or three times. 18, 27, 11, 13, 19, 23, 11, 14, 12, 14. That's the type of scoring we need? No. That it's I mean like I don't like this whole we should have traded Clay and not Poole. Come on. That's ridiculous. We know Jordan Poole wasn't going to last here. Jordan Poole's inefficient shooting 41% from the field and 30 percent from three-point range absolutely abysmal come on come on it's not and 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 jordan Poole's still sloppy as ever he's still sloppy as ever so don't i don't like the whole we should have traded clay and and kept jordan Poole thing and again clay thompson has not had a great season shooting the ball 42 percent from the from the field and 34 percent from three which is the best statistics out of the all three of them so far um but, you know, he's put up, he's been consistent with putting up, up like 15 to 19 points every night, but that's about it. 18, 19, 14, 18, 15, 17, 15, 14, 16. He's always dropping in the teens, except last night he dropped zero because he played a minute, 43 seconds. But, you know, I mean, Clay Thompson is going to have to put more points on the board for the Warriors because that's what they need right now. They need scoring and they also need a big but the warriors are allergic to big men so that's not going to happen um that's the biggest thing for me though is 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 you're gonna need guys like that to step up and i just got a notification here that steph curry looks like steph curry is going to be out at least one more game so he's going to miss the thursday night game against the thunder and then he'll be reevaluated later in the week so hopefully Clay is not suspended for Thursday's game, and then he can hopefully have a great game. But if he's suspended, then we're going to be without Steph, Clay, and Draymond because we all know Draymond's getting suspended. So um, that'll be interesting to look at. But the biggest thing for the Warriors is scoring. They need to score the basketball at a much higher rate. It's been their biggest problem. They need guys to help out Steph because Steph can't do it all. Steph Curry cannot do it all. This is ridiculous. He's thirty-five, and he's the only guy on the team that scored twenty-one points outside of Pods last night. Come on, that's not acceptable. The Warriors need more help. They need to get Steph Curry more help. They need guys to step up on the bench, and they need Clay and Wiggins to step up a little bit. So we gotta hope that they can do that. Um, it's gonna be interesting these next couple of these next couple of games to see how how Steph Curry's injury gets handled draymond green suspension what whatever happens with clay we don't know and we got to see wiggins come back so the warriors have been struggling right now if i'm not mistaken they'd be falling around where the play ins at um around where the lakers are um let's see yeah so right now they're the they're six and six they'd be the eighth seed right now um just after starting the season five and one i'm pretty sure we started the season five and one yeah, it's not a. It's that's not great. We lost the first game, and then we won five straight, and then we lost to the Cavs. Won a game, and then we're on a four-game skid here. It's funny because we can't seem to win at home. We've won one game at home against Sac, and we've lost what three, four games at home. We just it's like the opposite of last year. This seems backwards. They got to figure something out here, and, and I believe they will. I believe that they will. Um. Now, the one thing that I do want to address is I wonder what's – if a trade is on the horizon at some point for the Warriors. Like if they continue going down this skid and they realize they need help, my two questions are who would they target and who are they going to give up? Because you're going to have to – if you're going to trade for like a like a Zach Levine or a Pascal Siakam or like somebody of that nature, you're going to have to give up some stuff. And you're going to have to give up, you know, wigs and or clay with, you know, young guys like Moody and Kaminga. And Kaminga's taking a little bit of time. That I thought Kaminga was going to come out of the gate a lot better so far. And he hasn't been um, He hasn't been bad. But I thought that Kaminga was going to be, like, pretty effective for us right off the bat. He's been pretty inefficient shooting the ball. Um, his defense has been okay, but... It hasn't been what I expected it to be, especially for what I saw in summer league. Uh or excuse me in the in the in the summer league in the preseason. Um, so we'll see about Kaminga. But if the Warriors go to trade for somebody like Zach Levine or like Pascal Siakam or anybody who's available, they're gonna have to give up some things. And it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. It's gonna be really interesting to see what the Warriors do. Um and I see a lot of people wanting to trade clay. I don't never will never will want to trade clay and i don't think they ever will i don't think the golden state warriors will ever trade clay thompson so i think that's just don't do it why why would you even consider it um we'll see though we'll see what happens with the dubs let's move on talk about the niners these guys man the 49ers they are so interesting the 49ers are so so interesting this is what i'm gonna say about the 49ers is this obviously the Niners started the season 5-0 went on a three game losing streak dropping games to the Browns the Vikings and the Bengals had a bye week which came at a pretty perfect time I would say and then last week on Sunday a couple days ago they went against the Jags who were on a five game win streak themselves the longest active streak in the league and everyone thought that it was going to be a really good game and the Niners bloom out of the water, thirty-four to three. They came out of the bye week firing. They did not look like the team at all. Uh, that was in the three previous games before the bye week. So the Niners are a tough team to grade. They're they're an interesting team to grade here, because after the first five games of the season, when they motored over Dallas, forty-two to ten, I thought I think it was pretty clear and pretty unanimous that the 49ers were the best team in the NFL. I don't think there was a team that was argue. You could have maybe said the Eagles, but at that moment, it was the 49ers. They were just better. Then they lost three straight games. And it's not like they lost them and it was like shootouts, you know, 38-35 or something. It was like losses that we looked terrible. Obviously, the Browns game was on a last-second field goal. We looked terrible against Minnesota, and then we looked bad against the Bengals. So the Niners had things to work on. And what were some of the problems for the 49ers through that streak of losses? The first thing is the defense. The defense was terrible. The secondary was getting exposed. The defensive line was not getting to the quarterback like it used to. And Steve Wilk's play calling was pretty horrendous so those three aspects are likely going to lead you to having a pretty subpar defense right and the thing about the 49ers defense is it's always 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 been carried by the defensive line 49ers have never had a great secondary but they've always had a great defensive line so if you have a great defensive line and you're and you're pressuring the quarterback on almost every dropback, you're going to be able to bail out your secondary just a little bit. You're going to be able to. And that's what happened. That's what they would always do. They'd bail out the secondary and the Niners were good for many years. They they'd, they'd Go to, they lost the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl and they lost, but they went to the NFC Championship twice. They were good enough to get that far. Right? So that shows how good the defensive line was. Well, okay, this season, the defensive line, it's not getting to the quarterback as much. This is all, This is all. I'm speaking prior to Sunday. This last Sunday against the Jacks. I'm speaking prior to that game. They weren't getting to the quarterback enough. And when you're not getting to the quarterback, obviously, it's simple math here, or simple Logic puzzle here. When you're not getting to the quarterback fast enough, quarterback has more time. The quarterback has more time. Receivers have more time. And when the receivers have more time to go against a bad secondary, they're going to get open. And then the quarterback's going to throw them the ball. Pretty straightforward. That's what was happening. Our secondary was so bad. And they had to guard the receivers for a longer amount of time because the defensive line wasn't getting to the quarterback. And then we got exposed. Because the secondary's not good. Never has been. Traviris Ward's not a cornerback one, Lenore. Low tier cornerback two. He's fine as a cornerback. Traviris Ward's also a cornerback two. Traverius Ward should not be a cornerback one. He can be. He maybe when on a team with a really good defensive line. But okay, so that was all prior to the thing. That was the biggest problem. And then Steve Wilkes, his play calling terrible. His off coverage has been bad. Um, The wide nine, my gosh, Steve Wilkes has to abandon that. Um again this is all prior to Sunday. And um now, so that was a big problem, and that kind of got fixed with they added Chase Young. Now I would have been more happy with the 49ers going after a defensive back like Pat Tame or um Jair Alexander, uh Jalen Johnson, somebody like that. I would have been rather have than Chase Young. I'm not going to complain to Chase Young for the for what they got him for a third round pick. Plus, if we lose the free agency, we get a third round pick back. So, pretty much gone for free, which not complaining. And he's on cheap contract. So, Chase Young on the other side of uh, Nick Bosa. That was pretty insane. That's a pretty insane duo, and they showed it on Sunday. So, um, yeah, that is that solved a lot of issues, and they got to the quarterback. That defensive line is scary, and they got to the quarterback. They were sacking the cannolis out of Trevor Lawrence. I think he got sacked, what, five times. he got sacked five times. He had a terrible game. 185 yards, two picks, five sacks, 58% completion center percentage, um, 48.8 QB rating. Um, so yeah, it was bad for the Jacks and the Warriors defensive line or the Warriors defensive line The Niners defensive line was really good. So that has kind of been fixed I'm not saying it's gonna be fixed forever, but like as of last game that was good That was a big problem for the three losses another problem during the three losses People aren't gonna like this one. Niners fans aren't gonna like this one Brock Purdy Brock Purdy was an issue. He was a turnover machine and this is my problem here This is my problem here with Brock Purdy okay I I'll go through the I'll go through the Brock Purdy story okay you know I don't I I was not jumping on the the ship too fast I was not jumping on the Brock Purdy train too quickly because I've seen what's happened with 49ers quarterbacks over the years and I'm just not gonna do that because I'm not gonna judge a guy off of four games five games nah. also like Trey Lance but that was a whole other situation okay after the Cowboys game, I pretty much gave in. I pretty much gave in. I was like, you know what? I think he's the guy. I think Brock Purdy's the guy. After that Cowboys game, I got decently sold. I was like, you know what? I think I think he's I think he's him. I think he's that guy. And then right after that, it got really messy. And Brock Purdy turned into a turnover machine. He threw a pick against the Browns, two picks against the Vikings, and two picks against the Bengals. And they were all bad. They were all terrible. The one thing I'll give Purdy against the Browns was that he went down and marched down the field and actually got us to the field goal range. We would have won that game if Jake Moody, missed a few, uh, Jake Moody made the field goal, but of course, he missed it. Who? There's Kyle's kicker. Kyle the third-round kicker. That's Kyle's offensive mind working for you right there. Um Then going against Minnesota with two interceptions, both of those interceptions were really bad. Both of them were terrible, and both of them came at crucial times when we needed to score. We needed to go down. It was towards the end of the game. We needed to go down and score, have a good drive, Purdy threw two picks. Cincinnati, two terrible picks and a fumble, right? If I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Didn't didn't Brock fumble? I thought Brock fumbled. Um, Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the end of the game because he threw a pick. Yeah, that's right. He threw a pick, and then it it got called back, and then the next play, he fumbled. So three turnovers. And the problem with that is everybody was blaming the defense, and I agreed that the defense was bad, but this is what I'm going to say about that. The 49ers defense has bailed out their offense for years now, year after year after year. Our defense... Bails out our offense. Can our offense do it for them once? Can our offense bail out our defense just one time? No, I guess. They can't. Brock Purdy, you're not... I don't care what your defense does. You won't win a game when your quarterback turns the ball over three times. That leads to points. You're not gonna win a game that way, regardless of what your defense does. Who's bailed you out every season, by the way, Kyle? You're not gonna win a game when your quarterback throws the ball, uh, turns the ball over three times. You're just not. So I don't care about the defense right now. I do care about the defense, but I'm just saying, we got a point. We got to look at the quarterback as well. Bad plays, bad decision making. This is all before the Jags game again. So Brock's been a little bit of a question mark for me recently. Uh I don't like a guy who turns the ball over when it matters. At all. That's very Jimmy Garoppolo-esque. Don't like a guy who during crunch time turns the ball over. Um I don't like a guy who relies on his other teammates, you know. We've got a lot of all-pros on this team. And on the offense, you got McCaffrey, you got um Kittle, you got trent offensive lineman you got um debo you got iuke if you're gonna call debo an all pro i'm calling iuke an all pro iuke is a better football player than debo so look at that you got weapons everywhere not 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 one player in the not one quarterback in the nfl has that many weapons not one so brock's got that oh no purdy you're missing two of your 50 hundred thousand all pros what are we ever going to do? And then he starts to fold when he's missing just two of them. And you still got like four of them on your side of the ball. I don't like that, man. We needed Brock to be a playmaker. And I think he can be. And I think he has been. But when he's got a guy that's out, it turns into Jimmy G. And we don't like that. So I, wait. I hope we stay healthy so we don't have to worry about that. But I don't know, man. Purdy's just been... He was really good last game. He was fantastic against the Jags. Although that throw to IU, I don't know what he was thinking. That was a terrible throw. It turned out to be a touchdown. But I don't know what was that. That was crazy. That was pretty risky. But it worked out. All I'm going to say here is that I hope Brock Purdy figures this out. I'm glad those bad things happened early in the season and not late because he's going to have to go through him at some point. So at least he knows now, right? Because he hasn't really gone through anything like that in the NFL level yet. So he was able to do that, and we'll see how Purdy turns out. Um, you know, five picks in those three games. Um, only had three touchdowns in those games. Just wasn't pretty from Brock. So we'll see. Also, so that that's another thing, but hey, we looked good against the Jags, and we got to hope they can keep it up. Also, the last thing for the Niners that I will say is Jake Moody, man. Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing picking a kicker in the third round? How about Brandon Aubrey? If I'm not mistaken, Brandon Aubrey was undrafted. I think he was an undrafted rookie. If he was drafted, it was really late. He's been money. He hasn't missed a field goal all season long. Did he miss his first? He may have missed his first field goal, or that was the extra point. But ever since then, he's been perfect. Yeah, and they didn't have to spend a whole lot on him, the Cowboys. But no, but but Shanahan spends a third round pick on a kicker who sucks, who was good in the beginning of the season, choked a game against the Browns because all he had to do was make a kick and he missed it. And every time I turn around, he's either missing a kick or he's making it, but. When he's making it, it's by, like, maximum of six inches. It's, like, squeaking in, regardless of how far it is. So, I don't trust Jake Moody to kick a game-winning field goal. I don't trust Jake Moody to kick a field goal when the game is on the line, when a playoff game is on the line. No. I don't think that's going to be good for us. So, But... I don't expect anything less from Kyle Shanahan to do that. That's just so Shanahan to pick a kicker in the 3rd round who's not good. I don't expect anything less from the offensive genius. So, I'm not surprised because that's who Kyle Shanahan is. He uh, he had a quarterback, or excuse me, he had a kicker that wanted to be here. That was pretty reliable for years here. Yeah, and he said, "No, you know, we have a Super Bowl caliber roster, so we're going to go ahead and get rid of you." not let you come back, and we're going to put all of our faith into a rookie on a Super Bowl-caliber team, a rookie kicker who's going to be facing some pressure because he's on a Super Bowl-caliber team. He's going to be making the playoffs. That's Kyle Shanahan, though, the man with no plan. That's a good nickname for him. He's a man with no plan. He never has a plan. Are you kidding me? It's Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't think, or he thinks too much. I don't know. I'm not inside his mind, thank God, because I think a lot clearly than he does sometimes. Anyways, that's going to be it for me today. I'm um, just covering the Warriors and the Niners a little bit. Um, again, I'm sorry that I was a little bit late on the episodes i've been um super super busy so i've been able to really put much out recently but i'm glad i was able to uh, get this one out for you guys um and if you're still listening out there man thank you i really appreciate it you know that you know you can find me on social media on instagram at the night on tiktok at the night pod and on twitter at the Nightshift two t's at the beginning two t's at the end i guess i should call it x now right i guess i should call it x now i don't know i'm gonna keep calling it twitter fun fact i have not updated my twitter so i still have the bird loco yep let me keep that for as long as i can anyways if you're still listening you must have enjoyed something so leave a rating leave a review leave a like subscribe do all those things notifications all that stuff do it. it would be so much appreciated let me know how i did um if you have any critiques or anything let me know I'm totally open to it um, if anyone ever wants to hop on the show you know you can hit me on social media you know you can email me at pod.thenightshift at gmail.com anyway, you can contact me do it let's get you on here um, and yeah don't forget to follow the socials man that's big stuff and tell your friends about the show We're trying to grow the platform so that's big time and everyone out there i really really appreciate you listening tune in hopefully ooh, probably not next week because it's thanksgiving everyone out there have a wonderful super fun thanksgiving with your friends and family thanksgiving is such a fun time now we say the three Fs: family food and football it doesn't get much better than that so have a great one everyone and that'll be it for me i'm out peace